Hello again, friends. I have some exciting news today. We have our very first interview, and uh, it was so fun to connect with um, Dr. Noha um, Polak. She was just, I, I don't know, for coming from a pediatrician, it was just a breath of fresh air to hear how important she weighs on things versus being statistic based. Um, we talked about going into um, mainly um, 10 to 18 year old age kids, not specifically female, it happens just as much with um, boys too, but focusing on that body image and also focusing on like a health journey versus a weight loss journey. Um, I just loved the shift from the scale to the mindset piece. Like if you've been around long, you definitely know that's where my wavelength is. So I just thought that was a great episode to share and I cannot wait for you to tune in. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to Beyond the Plate, your weekly dose of whole wellness from a friend. This is a great fit for you if you are sick of societal pressures to calorie count and diet your way through life. We are all unique with different needs, and we're all meant to feel amazing, so let's start feeling that way. Let's look past the plate to remove roadblocks, keeping you from living that amazing version of you now. At Beyond the Plate, you will get inspiration, mentorship, to start living the life you love. I'm your guide, Dawn Marie, and I hope you know how grateful I am that you are here. Today we have a very special guest, our very first interview on Beyond the Plate. And I would like to welcome, we have Dr. Noah Polak, and she is a pediatric um, physician for the last 25 years, focusing on preteens and teens on how they feel in their body. Um, Dr. Polak, if you would like to just continue on and tell us a little bit more about yourself and your interests and kind of why, why teens, I guess, what got you there? So. so I've been a pediatrician for 25 years, practicing all kinds of pediatrics. Over the last two years, especially since the pandemic, I've noticed a lot of kids struggling with mental health issues, and a lot of it had to do with body image issues. And that's when I started to kind of really bear down and um, look at these preteens and teens. So really kids ages 10 to 18 that I'm speaking to today. And to be honest, their parents, I'm, I'm talking much more to their parents than, than I am to them about how to communicate body image. Very good. That is definitely an awareness that I think, yeah, we, it was definitely there before and um, a, a, a great insight on what our society is have to endure um, on the challenges that we'll face post pandemic. So I commend you on recognizing that shift and things and how important it is on building that, that body image. Absolutely. Um, well, Dr. No, if you would, we always like to start an episode starting in gratitude because we feel like if we really channel, like channel ourselves in something that feels good that will cause a ripple effect for the rest of our day and even our lives because obviously multiple days make up our journey of life. So if you would um, be so grateful to share something that maybe happened today or this week that you could share um, with us that you're just most grateful for. Absolutely. I am most grateful this week for my daughter feeling better. She was kind of sick over the weekend. 
and she's a college student and I had to nurse her back to health. And I'm super grateful that she's well enough to go back to college. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. And it goes to show that even, you know, whatever age our kids are, they still need us, right? Mom is always the one. So Absolutely. that is wonderful. Um, well, as we kind of just dig in a little bit more, um, I guess, what is something that you see like the big difference between a health journey and a weight loss journey? If you want to kind of kick us off with that. Absolutely. So a lot of people come to see me thinking that they don't feel good about their body. I want to lose weight. And I want to talk always about a, a health journey because it's a lot more about mindset and about how your body actually functions rather than how much you weigh. So if you're able to run down the street without being out of breath, then you're not in such bad shape. But if you can't make it down the street without running out of breath, that's what we should be working on. Just getting you to a place where your body functions the way you want it to function, not a specific weight. And I want to really shift the conversation away from um, having the scale be a measure of someone's willpower or someone's strength. The scale doesn't measure your willpower or strength. It just measures one parameter, a very small part of you. Um, and I think that's the big difference between a health journey and a weight loss journey. Absolutely. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's really sad how we've been conditioned to think that a number is what makes us. And it's like, we are so much more than a number on the scale or the number in our clothes, you know, cause even think about like all the different designers and different options for clothes, one size and one can be completely different and construed in another brand. So why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to just on a number? It's, it's, that's yeah, very, very sad and awakening too. Like, I think as a parent, maybe we notice that more. Um, I have three daughters, but you know, just being a female, I feel like that's a little harder than, do you see that more in one gender over the other, or do you also see it in um, boys as well? I get both boys and girls coming into my office and the minute they see the number on the scale, they cry. Um, I don't think there's a big gender difference, to be honest. And I think their tears is what prompted me to start talking to parents about um, you know, how do you talk to your child uh, when you notice that they're gaining weight or if you notice them struggling or being bullied in school? I think that's where parents can make a huge difference in their children's lives. Absolutely. Um, so what are some of those common parenting mistakes that you're seeing, I guess, as us as parents are having that? Because, you know, it's almost like the puberty talk or something like that. It might catch a parent off guard. But if we have these skills now, you know, and we're conscious of them, what are something that you see is happening or saying? And maybe how do we flip the switch on that? So some parents are so uncomfortable with it. They just ignore it, kind of not, not talk about it at all. They see the changes in their children's uh, eating habits and exercise habits. And they're, they're either too busy or honestly, just really an uncomfortable topic. That's one end of the spectrum. And the other end of the spectrum is the parent who s starts to say, you're gaining too much weight. Stop eating. Stop eating. Don't eat this and don't eat that. So you have both ends of the spectrum. And I feel like um, both of these are um, somewhat 
uncomfortable for our kids to deal with. So our job as parents is to kind of guide them through things in a comfortable way. So a possible way of talking to your children about it is asking them instead of telling them, how are you feeling about your body? How do you feel today? Did anyone bother you at school? Did anyone say anything hurtful? And if someone is bothering them at school or if they themselves are having an issue with their body image, if they don't like what they see in the mirror or they don't wanna put on a bathing suit, which is a big red flag for me. If you don't wanna put on a bathing suit and you don't wanna be around your friends at the pool because of the way you look, that you need help. Um, so I would recommend that parents ask the kids how they feel and if the children start to cry or say, I feel awful, or someone is teasing me, or especially if they say, I think I'm fat, please talk to them and say, look, this is not a flaw. This does not mean you're a bad person or an ugly person. All it means is you have an issue that we need to deal with. So let's go talk to your pediatrician about what we can do to get you to a healthier place, not to lose weight, but just to get you to a healthier place. I love that. Like, I love the frame of switching it from maybe, you know, like how we grew up or, you know, just the society change of talking about healthy versus like a weight and, and inviting them in on that conversation. So then they feel like they are empowered to make a change if they truly want that change or to feel empowered and confident. Like you said, maybe it's something that spurred from bullying and they really are fine in their body, but you know, friends are poking fun at them. Like different skills or something. So what, you know, say that does happen um, and the parents come in to see you, what are some of those conversations that you have with the parents and the child with kind of steps to move forward to get through that together? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, it's really individualized and there's no way that I can kind of generalize that. But I could tell you that I read the room and I kind of try to figure out who's in control here. Is it the fear that the child is just really afraid of being rejected by their, by their peers? Or are they afraid of letting down their parents? Or are they afraid of dying young? A lot of kids are really afraid of dying young because they're unhealthy. So I address what their fears are. And then if they are ready to make a step towards a health journey, then we make a plan to make one small, one small step. I don't give them a diet plan, never give them a diet plan. <laughs> God bless. That's like the best news ever. <laughs> I don't give them an exercise plan either. I say, okay, so let's talk about what you do now. So I just talk to them. I talk about their activity level, how they feel about themselves, how much sleep they get. Huge issue with teens. Without sleep, you cannot be healthy. Never mind what you eat and how much you exercise. You got to sleep. We talk about all of that stuff, and then we pick one habit that they are willing to change. Okay. Some kids will say, okay, I love soda. I'm not going to ever give up soda. And I'm like, okay, how many sodas a week are you willing to have? You know, and they, they'll pick a number and they, you know, they usually go under that number. So if they're having seven sodas a week, they'll go to three or four. That's a step right there. Makes a huge difference. I love that. Yeah. Where it's like, it's empowering them again to make that choice and feel comfortable in the decisions. Cause if they're not on board with it, they're not going to stick with it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause I'd be on the plate. And my philosophy personally is like diets don't work. Diets are a fad and for different companies to make money, but it's not a lifelong 
habit or lifestyle that we can be on? Well, the, the reason I don't like diets is it's because it is substituting one ab abnormal eating habit, which is that you have with another abnormal eating habit. Why don't we just try to normalize it to your culture, your lifestyle, mm -hmm. and see if we can keep it up. And if we can't keep it up, then it's not the right way for you. Then let's try a different way for you. And there's never failure in this situation because there's always trial and error, but it's not a failure. I love that. Yep. That is so, so true. Like it's, we honestly aren't able to fail, which seems weird because in you know society and pressures of life, it feels like, oh, we're not able to try things because what if we fail? And it's like, okay, so what if we do fail? Is it really you know going to be the end all be all type of thing? Oh, I love that. So um, I guess I just have to ask, like, what got you into pediatrics? Um, you kind of let on of why you now focus on the preteens because the pandemic, but kind of like, what's a little farther backstory of what what got you to where you are right now? I mean, honestly, I chose medicine when I was very young. I don't even have a memory of choosing medicine. It probably chose me. But uh, why did I choose pediatrics? There's no better career, in my opinion. Okay, you get to see happy kids 99% of the time. Even when they're sick, they could be happy. And you get to make a huge difference in people's lives. And in my situation, because I've been doing it for so long, I get to see my the children that grew up under my care as parents. Um, so I think that amount of joy, I don't know where else you can get it. Maybe in education when you're you know, a teacher. But I, that's for me, that's the reasoning. That is amazing. And that's always fulfilling as a parent too, like knowing that you truly care about your patients and the journey that they're on. It's not just a one in one out revolving door type of thing. So that is special. It's especially when, you know, you see that all the way through of, you know, you could just tell that it chose you. So that is magical. Um, are there some parenting ad advice or uh, tips, goodness, I'm tripping over my words there, that you can offer our listeners today of, you know, maybe, you know, you kind of showed, explain some signs to look at, but um, what are some other common themes that you're seeing? Oh, so to be honest, I just want to leave your listeners with a couple of take-home messages. Your role as a parent is what's in the house. The children's role is what they eat and what they do with it. So if you want your child to be on a health journey, please help them by only bringing things in moderation that you don't want them to eat a lot of. So don't buy a 20 pack of chips, buy one, right? Um, so your role as a parent is not to be the food police, right, is to bring in as many nutritional things into your household as possible, offer them to your children. If they refuse them, that's their choice. There's no force feeding necessary. But if all that's available is nutritious and only once in a while there's something a little bit less healthy, then your children will be on the right path. So don't feel like you're the food police, but then again, you're the, you're the person in control of what comes into the household, number one. And number two is, your voice will be in your children's head forever. So that voice should be that your body is fine. Your weight is not a flaw. There's nothing wrong with you if you're struggling with your weight. No shaming, no stress. But if you have an issue that you're struggling with, it's my job as your parent to help you find help. And let's go see your pediatrician. 
I love that message so much because it, it gives that empowerment of the parenting of like, you're not screwing up, you're doing a great job. And yes, you are in control with what you put in your cart. Like just because all the shelves are packed with all these prepackaged processed foods doesn't mean you have to buy them. And as we're all experiencing inflation, food is very expensive right now. So it's like choose wisely and take that empowerment of yes, what you have on hand is what they're going to eat. I actually just had a conversation like this um, at my corporate job the other day of like the grocery bill total. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, with this and this on there, I was, you know, I go every week and um, I'm just like, oh yeah, it's about, you know, hundred, it used to be about a hundred dollars. Now it's about 140. And they're like, oh my gosh, how do you feed a family of five on that much? And I'm like, well, we all, we have meat in our freezer because we're in the Midwest. We live in Iowa and we're hog farmers. So we have um, the protein already handled. But I'm like, if I just stick to the outside of the grocery store, it's a lot cheaper and we eat it. So I don't have a bunch of bulk or like feel like I'm Sam's Club or Costco and having to store all of that stuff. Because like you said, if you have it in your house, they're going to eat it. And Right now we're going into those busy summer months of convenience foods and things like that. So yeah, just to be wise about that, absolutely. Um, I do have to pick your brain and kind of the spur um, thought that came up is, what are your thoughts on like the school lunches? Like, I don't know, I think in our state- they were free. Yeah, they were free for the longest time. Um, but I guess in New Jersey, like what is, yeah, like how is that policed or managed a little better? Because of course it's like, oh, there's a state nutritionist behind it, but it's like what you hear they get to have for healthy snack or they're only offered healthy snack two, twice a week, you know, it's just mind boggling. So I would love to hear your insights on the, the school lunch program. I mean, um, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a big topic for me, but um, I usually think empower the kids by saying it's still your choice what you put in your mouth they are able to give you things at school but if you're having um crackers and chocolate milk for snack that's a lot of sugar right mm -hmm. um so i just help enable them to look at the sugar content of what they're putting in their mouth and that if it's a treat absolutely have it if you're going to have cookies and and chocolate milk or cookies and juice every single day, it, your sugar numbers are going to be pretty high. Um, so I'm not loving the school lunches in New Jersey. There's a lot of juice, there's a lot of chocolate milk, and there's certainly a lot of nuggets and mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Yes, the same as in the Midwest too, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and I always have to laugh. I'm like, oh, those poor teachers, no wonder they struggle so much of keeping them focused. Because for like, at lunch and for snack it's a lot of crackers and stuff like that like you said full of sugar and then we expect them to sit there and absorb in information when they just need to move and burn some of that energy off um it's just kind of an ironic cycle absolutely agree um, well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today is there a special place that you would like our listeners to find you to you know if they had any questions if they could reach out so I am on social media, and I think the easiest way to access my information is my website is progressivepediatrics.com. 
And um, if there are links on the top of the website, progressivepediatrics.com, you can link right to our YouTube. And I'd love to do YouTube videos all the time. So there's a daily video um, and there's LinkedIn and there's Facebook. It's all progressive pediatrics. Perfect. And I will definitely include these links on the show notes today. Thank you very much for your time and sharing your wealth of knowledge with our listeners today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dawn. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode spoke to you, I would so appreciate it if you could take a minute to leave a review on your podcast app. Sharing your experiences here will help get this show in the hands of others that can also find value. Or you can take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at dawnmarie.co. I'd love to see what you're enjoying. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.